Welcome to the Biohacker's Guide for Women Only. You are listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Woman. I am Jessica Fernandez-Cruz. And I am Yen B. Trung. Life extension, longevity, biotech, digital health technology, and prevention are all the fields of health that we've been working in for over 15 years. We've worked alongside world-renowned physicians, Nobel laureates, experts, and top biohackers. We were at the forefront of a lot of the science that is being used today for biohacking. Our mission is to bring to you all this knowledge and information and create a biohacking community for women. Join us today on our journey into biohacking our bodies. Are you ready? Let's do this. Here we are again. Welcome, Wonder Women. Hi, Yembi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jessica? I'm doing good. I'm excited because today I got my second shot. I am, It's my vaccination day today. Yay, congratulations. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Hopefully soon I can get on a plane and go visit you in Florida. Can't wait. <laughs> yes, it's quite liberating once you have that second shot. You, even though you're, I still wear masks in, in a lot of places just because I feel like I don't want to catch it, even if it's cold type symptoms, right? Because I know people who've gotten the second shot and still caught COVID, but their symptoms weren't as severe. And so I want to be considerate of the people that I could also spread it to that decided to not take the vaccines as well. So you, you end up treading very lightly, even after you get the second shot, you know, so, but I don't, that's not the topic for today. <laughs> I have to say, I'm very happy about it. It gives me a thrill to know that finally we're towards the end of this uh, huge drama that we've been in, and we can finally focus on the, all the things that we like to talk about and, and work on our longevity. Hearing this as well, I think this is part of uh, awareness, right, of how important it is to take care of our health and how beautiful it is, too. And the human connectivity of, of being not just on a computer screen as well, being in a group setting, feeling the energy of people around you. I, I drive off the energy of people around and sitting in a room that's we're trying to communicate and trying to relate with people over a screen. You don't get that same you know, connection. And so I'm sure um, we're all going to come out of that trying to figure out how to be social animals again in a, in a, in a social setting. <laughs> Totally. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for that for sure. And I think our subject today makes a lot of sense in this in this idea of learning how to bring this awareness, this health to our day every single day. And it's part of this awareness too. So, so what's the subject for today? Because people are waiting to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think to today's conversation and I feel that a lot of people can relate to this conversation is how to start your morning, your rituals, your routine when you're thro thrown off center, right? A lot of times you have a routine in the morning, you follow it and it's a nice gradual start to the day, you may have music and everything, but what happens when you get thrown off and how do you reset? And so that, I think that will be very helpful for a lot of people who one, don't have routines, rituals, or a way of starting their morning and then two is the people who do have it and then they're thrown off and how do they reset themselves so that they don't go in a, in a into the world in a reactive state right because once you're thrown off you're you're reactive after one reaction after another reaction it's just a, a domino effect throughout the day so you know w with me i 
I've seen it myself that, you know, when I start the morning off, I have my routines and my rituals and I know what, how I start my morning with my cup of coffee, watering my plants, letting the dogs out and, and taking walks and whatnot, and then meditation. But then when you don't do those things and it's in the back of your mind that you, you miss this whole process, what happens after that? How do you reset yourself? And so um, I can share how I do it, you know, and then maybe you can share how, what your routines look like. But I want to ask you before we get into that, what do you mean when you say to be thrown off? So let's say, and probably a lot of people can relate to this, is you're not always by yourself. You're in a family setting with children and husbands, right, or roommates. And so a lot of people will start their morning off with a cup of coffee. They'll sit, they'll either read the newspaper or read a book or go through the internet, read their emails, and that's their slow morning start. Maybe they have music, maybe they meditate. And so... You're, you're in an environment where maybe you get, all of a sudden you get an email that that's really alerting or alarming, right? And now you're reacting to this email, but that's one. Or you have a family member or children that's just, you're always telling them, go brush your teeth, go get ready for school. And you're always moving and you're still trying to brush your hair and brush your teeth and everything too. This is very, very common, right? And so how do you, and the dog is waiting for his food. <laughs> And so how do you, how do you, you know, you're always in a rush. So how do you reset yourself, center yourself so that, so you get back to a normalized position that when you can breathe, because just me talking about, I can feel my chest tightening, right? And my breathing is getting shallow. Just talking about that situation, that routine of always running, 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 trying to get to catch up. Just talking about, I can feel the difference in my chest, right? And so imagine like you feeling that day, that way all day long because you're running, 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 trying to catch up. So this morning was, is an example for me of running, 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 and trying to catch up because I missed my morning meditation this morning. And so I'm going to have to find right now, I do feel a little off-centered because I felt rushed and pushed and reactive, right? And I'm aware of that. And so after this podcast, after this recording, and my next meeting, see, it, it starts to have a domino effect because now I'm going into my next meeting and hoping that I can, I, I'm aware enough that, that I didn't catch my center this morning the way that I normally do where I grad, slowly go into my day. But I'm going to find a, a period where I'm going to sit down and reset myself. And that's normally through meditation. Even be, before we hopped on this call, I took a couple minutes just to close my eyes and then focus on my breathing. And you feel a difference almost immediately once you start focusing on your breathing, just closing your eyes, because you're letting yourself breathe, actually, right? Because you're always in this shallow breathing when you're rushing around and, and reactive. Yeah, you remember, we have actually, for those of you interested in all the breathing exercises, we have a great show with Sonia Terol that we, we learned so many breathing exercises from her. So if you're interested, you have that available on our podcast. I agree. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, these things happen and there will be days where you cannot because, you know, life is hectic and, and it, that's fine. But I do feel that learning to create this morning routine is a way of not allowing it to be every single day. You know, one day, okay, but then you go back to your 
balance and finding that balance all the time just to, you know, be your best. Because in the end, the thing with this is that you start getting upset and you start getting difficult and you feel the world as a difficult place to be in because you stress out and you can't concentrate. It affects so many things that learning to create a nice ritual in the morning that you can commit to and actually enjoy every morning is an amazing way of coming back to this balance and allowing yourself to to build that balanced life so that you can also live longer and healthier so and feel good because in the end what you get out of that i feel is a lot of energy as well i think it's a benefit of a morning routine even though it sounds a little bit magical to think that a morning routine can do that but i do i mean that's even proven that you can get a lot of energy out of out of creating that routine Basically, you're priming your morning, and what you're doing is when you have a consistent ritual and routine, you know what to expect. One is you don't spend the morning thinking because you're expending energy, even cognitive brain energy, trying to think about your next thing and being reactive, right? Um, and then hormone levels that are already high gets even higher, like cortisol. That's one. And then the other is the success of a rich ritual, meaning that. Every time you, you, you make your bed, it's, a, you're, it's a, a win in the morning. Each of these things are a win in the morning. So it, it's a winning domino effect that you you've hit one domino and the next thing becomes a, a winning domino and then another. So you want to follow a routine where every morning when you miss that routine, you feel like like a lost, right? I've lost the morning. Something happened. I, I missed out on on this ritual that normally I feel like I'm winning because I feel good. I have great energy. I got my cup of coffee. I got my walk in. You're winning each of those steps, right? And so you go into the world, whether it's work and meetings and meeting people, feeling the energy and the positivity that you already started the morning in a winning position. And so that's a lot of, uh, if you look at a lot of many, many successful people, they have their morning rituals because it starts their morning off without any surprises, right? And they're winning the morning. And so that's, um, it's extremely important. And you, you find a lot of books like the 5 a.m. club, you know, with Robin Sharma, he talks about starting the morning rituals and what the morning rituals and incorporating certain types of ener- exercises to get your energy flowing, those type of things. And so there's a lot of books about that, but for us, we wanted to emphasize because a lot of people don't think about that and they know that they're going through a reactive state all day long. And it's it's because that's when you get in a state where life is happening to you as opposed to you, you having your life and you're controlling your life and you're being a part of your own life. Yeah, and, and also I would say, you know, there's also that component where their lack of awareness makes you make very, I don't want to say wrong, but decisions that, Afterwards, you say, oh, I shouldn't have never done that. that. That didn't work for me. Whereas creating this routine allows you to also build a life with a little bit more awareness so that your decision-making process throughout the day is much, much better. I mean, I think that would be one of the things is the energy, the focus, and it gives you some light over your life that you need to make the right decisions for you. Otherwise, you see these people who stay in these uh, relationships where they're totally unhappy, but you know, this is the routine, get up in the morning, go to work, take care of the kids, come back and keep going and going and going. Whereas when you have a morning routine and you, you know, give yourself that space, 
then you start building that awareness because in that space, it feels good and you notice quickly where it doesn't. And it also helps you with that to know, okay, this is what's happening. And then I can make better decisions around that as well, work-wise and relationships, whatever it is, even for yourself. You even learn to listen to yourself in a way that probably you've never done before. Notice things that your body needs, notice things, the rest that you might need that you don't listen to most of the time. So a, a morning ritual can mean a lot of things in the life of a person. And I'd love to hear from you. What is your, your morning ritual, for example? So I wake up at five, right? And I've learned that that's the prime time for, for me because I even did the sleep hack at 3.30 and I did it again. And I know 100% that that's not right for me, no matter how creative I want to be at 3.30 in the morning. It's my body. It takes a physical toll on my body. And I gain weight and, you know, I feel sluggish. I just don't feel physically healthy, um, even though I cognitively I'm cranking out very creative work at 3.30 and, you know, to 5.30 in the morning. But I wake up at 5, I have my cup of coffee with my, um, depending on if I'm doing ketogenic or whatever it is, I could be fasting that day. Um, I may have some MCT oil and collagen. But what I do is I sit down and I have my notebook and I do my big three things I'm going to focus on. I might be dwindling down to one thing that I might focus on per day, right? To hyper-focus on one thing a day to be very successful, the big domino for the day. Um, I, look, I go through my schedule, meaning that I look at my day so I know that nothing meetings or you know conversations aren't going to jump out at me or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss something. So I always look through my calendar and I write it down. So I have my calendar on my phone, but I look through it. And then I have my calendar and I write it down because then I'm not really looking at this information and knowing that eight o'clock, I'm going to be sitting with uh, Jessica for a podcast. At one o'clock, I have a conversation. 2.30, I have to pick up my daughter. So it gets my mind through the day. I'm already thinking about what the day looks like, right? I'm visualizing what that day looks like already. So it's I'm not in a reactive state. And then I have my affirmations. I write down the same things about who I am, what I do, and what I'm trying to achieve and my goals every single day. And when I started incorporating, there's a great book called The Artist's Way that all the writers have been talking about. And it's an, an older book, but it's one of the, the top books that's recommended by writers um, because I've been doing a lot of writing and content creating and, and whatnot for, for Victus. It's, it's called Morning Pages. Now I've started incorporating my Morning Pages, which is writing three um, pages of streaming thoughts, right? It doesn't matter what it is. It's just getting my mind. It's like a journal almost, right? You're like journaling, but there isn't a topic. It's whatever just comes up in the top of my mind. It's almost meditative in a, in a way as well, which was very interesting because today when I did my pages, I was sitting there and I, I was writing and all of a sudden I had an awareness that just came out through my morning, you know, uh, stream of thoughts. And I was like, whoa, okay. You know, and, and then I even wrote it. I was like, I just got an awareness, <laughs> you know, but that started my day. But then, and then there was a, today I was thrown off kilter a little bit because of, you know, the interaction within the family of my daughter getting ready for school and my husband getting ready for work and everything. And so I could feel the, the rushing around. Usually when they leave, I sit down and I actually have about a 30 minute meditation as well to set my, reset myself before I sit down in front of my desk, check my emails, start writing blogs, writing content, working on whatever my big 
goal is for the day. And then, and then I start following the visually, I visualize during that, that five o'clock in the morning period, you know, and it, it goes very smoothly because you already visualized it. And it's not a surprise to you. I don't have to think about what's going to happen next. It's, it's already there. And so that's, you know, it ends up being a beautiful day because it's not like anything that's thrown at me that I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't aware of. And then if anything does get thrown at me, I'm, I'm ready for it because I went through my, my morning and my rituals, my meditation, and I'm not reactive when things are thrown at me. I'm more responsible, responsive. I know how to sit back, take a deep breath and then think about what my next you know, response is going to be as opposed to, oh my gosh, being very reactive and taking action almost immediately. So that's my, it's, it's, that's my ritual really. (laughs) Because there's one thing about that, that is also incredibly helpful in life. I think having those rituals, like you expose now, right? Like you have sort of this visualization of the day and a little bit of purpose in it and affirmations and things like that. Because it allows you, you know, when we don't do that and at all, like people who do not have any rituals, I mean, you might have rituals that you skip one day or two days, but then you go back to them. That is totally different to somebody who never does any of that. The sense that you get scared. You have a more, a, a bigger sense of fear of not having control in anything of, you know, anything can happen. Whereas these rituals help you to come back, sort of ground yourself and to know that when unexpected things come in, you're ready for it because it's never as a big deal as it is when you're not aware of everything. And that makes a huge difference in the way we, we exist in our day and uh, the way we deal with things. It's incredible how all of that you described, especially the, the part where you, where you meditate and you journal, and this is an emotional cleanse somehow, you know, it's like when you can reset yourself and you give yourself that every single day, then obviously your capacity to deal with things is, is much stronger. You have ev- evidently resilience is, is one of the things that you start building up and the strength to deal with things that in other circumstances would be too big for you, or you wouldn't know what to do with them. And they'd create this fear inside of you that for which you would be reacting in a very negative way. So definitely rituals can change so many things. And they're also very pleasant to do. I would say this is not like, maybe in the beginning, you want to become familiar with it, and it's new. But once you start picking it up, it is very pleasant. It's very relaxing. It's a very happy feeling that you get out of it most of the time. Michael Beckwith said, when you meditate or journal or, you know, in the morning, when you're, you're going through your ritual of meditation, whatever it is that you choose as part of it, it, it's a process of awareness. That's one, but it's a cleanse, like you said, right. And what it is, is it's imagine if you just like before, you know, when you're dirty, you go take a shower, you're cleaning your body physically, you're cleaning your body of the dirt. So when you, when you meditate or you create this awareness period in the morning, what you're doing is you're cleansing yourself to go socially cleansing yourself because you're cleaning out the dirt of how you're going to react with people or respond to people when you go into the world. It's it's like a internal cleanse before you go in the world, just like you would bathe yourself before you go in the world and you don't smell, right? It's the same concept, but it's internal. It's purifying. So that really stuck with me when I, when he explained that and 
it totally makes sense, right? Before you go in the world, you want to cleanse yourself before so that you're not carrying this angst and dirt and reactivity inside of you. And then now you're throwing this, you're not, you know, putting it on people. So it's, it's a very good way of looking at it, how to start warning. The other thing too, is um, it's a, it's a good tool for growth. So it allows you, first of all, obviously to take away whatever's not serving you, but at the same time to bring into your day things that are good challenges for you that will help you grow and improve your quality of life and your own life in in every aspect. One of the things that I like to do when I do the journaling is to add three components, which is what is my intention for today? Where is my attention going to be on? And what is the attitude that I want to have? And these three things that are just one word. So maybe I'm like you were just saying, like, maybe I realized that this week I've been stressing too much and I didn't pay attention. So maybe this, my intention today is to be calm. And then I'm going to pay attention to, you know, being aware of bringing that calm every moment and create, you know, playing very well. Just know that before every meeting, I'm going to take two minutes to go back to my breath, slow down back into the meeting, for example, and my attitude, then my attitude is going to be a peaceful attitude. And that way I build this capacity in me of bringing calm to my day, or I need to connect with gratitude because I am in a moment where I feel like a lack of love, or I feel a little bit lonely. Well, when I connect with gratitude, I start building that love back inside of me. So what are the attitude, the um, intention, attention, and attitude that will help me connect with love again? Things like that. So, But first, you need to be aware of what you're needing so that you can nourish yourself with that as well. I, I feel that definitely, I don't know, this is my point of view, but I do definitely think that a, a at least 15 to 20 minute meditation makes all the difference. Like if you can do anything else, you said, what do I pick? Only one? From my point of view, I would definitely say take 15 minutes, go inside, and you know that, that'll be already a great reset. I put a blog on my site about five minutes even because you know a lot of people find it challenging to sit there for more than even two minutes with themselves, right? You know, the, the Dalai Lama says that if, uh, if you need to calm down, you need 20 minutes of meditation. If you don't have time for 20 minutes, then you need an hour of Exactly. It's, and it's very true because I said that to a friend as well. He had been meditating for quite a while and then he kind of stopped and, and he goes, you know, I don't need meditation right now. And I said, then that means you need meditation right now. <laughs> you know, but the, the thing, the thing that we want to think about is that meditation is a practice. You know, it's like any muscle it, you have to practice and build upon it. It's not something where you sit down for 30 minutes and you have you become enlightened, right? Believe me, I've tried and I've done it for two and a half hours and it didn't get there. So, <laughs> and so you can start off with one minute a day and then build on it to two. And then before you know it, it you get s- such an amazing benefit out of it and you feel the difference. You notice the difference, you feel the energy, you... You almost cry to a point because of the awareness and the awakening that you have from it. It can happen at any point. You don't know what, at what point in this practice that you'll, you'll have this, these moments, but it does get there. But you just have to start with one foot first, right? And so it's the first minute. And then this, the next day, you want to try two minutes. But knowing moving your body and getting the momentum going to even start is the first part of it. Um, because 
a lot of people won't start because one is they're uncomfortable sitting in one place and just quieting their mind. And I was in that position as well, right? Because your mind's racing and you feel like you need to do something. And that's when you realize that you're very reactive, that you can't just sit and then, and then think about and wait to respond. And the world is, is just always going to move around you. And so you decide on what you choose to respond to as opposed to always being reactive to whatever comes at you. And also, I would say well, the one thing, for example, if you feel that you're very stressed and you're very, your mind is set in a lot of sort of fearful thought process and you're like constantly in this, in this fear thinking of, oh my God, if I don't do this, oh my God, I need to be there and bring a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratitude journaling, ideas around waking up, just laying in bed and being thankful for three things. This is so simple to do, but it opens up a channel in you that just makes you feel that abundance, that this is a totally different place to look at the world from, you know, when you feel that you're very grateful, that there's enough for everybody, you know, because we tend to have this scarcity idea around what we do and we need to be better. And it's like, wait a second, you have already more than enough. You can have more. But sometimes we need to remind ourselves this so that we can come back to our balance and then from this place build and you build in a very different way. Your relationships are completely different. And that's, I think, really like the goal of the morning ritual is really to come back to that space where you can create, where you can be your best self, where you can be at peace with life. And then just more than, because I do know a lot of people who have rituals that are extremely pushing themselves, going to work out, you know, this tough morning ritual that is more than, you know, it doesn't connect you with anything like that. It is more of a, an accomplishment of the day, you know, like tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. And that's when I mean, like, I like working out in the morning because of the boost of energy. And I know, you know, from a biohacking perspective, working out first thing in the morning, you actually get the, the type of hormones that help build muscle faster and, you know, and whatnot. And so, and so, so I enjoy working out in the morning, um, just because it's a great start to the day, you get a lot of energy, you get the heart racing and everything, but then, but that's physical. Right. And a lot of times people will go for a run and that's meditative as well when you go for a run, a lot of people. So that could be a part of ritual. But but knowing that those are the rituals that get you into a positive state, that's more meditative as opposed to it being like something, a to do list. Because I've I've built morning rituals and I remember very clearly the conversation with my coach when I started building these routines. And it wasn't until like three years ago when I started building started touching on morning rituals and routines and, and whatnot. And I remember building, you know, taking it from Tony Robbins, taking these rituals that some of these very successful coaches and, and mindfulness coach and whatnot that they use for themselves. And I was incorporating them into mine and it became a checklist for me. It was, it was a to-do list. And it was like, remember Tony Robbins has this priming with the, the hands up in the air, grabbing energy and whatnot. I added that to my, my to-do rituals and stuff. And it was a to-do and it got me more stressed because I couldn't figure out how to get it into my day, right? Because I was already in a very reactive. I didn't understand the process and the benefits of how to flow with my ritual as opposed to being it being a to-do list and trying to get it to a an outcome, right? And so it's like, okay, I'm going to do this 10 there's 30 priming where I'm hands in the air, breathing, 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 because I'm supposed to grab energy. Okay, I did it. 
And then, <laughs> you know, but I wasn't a part of it. I was just doing it, right? Because that's what others were doing. Exactly. It. This is very interesting because for one of the things that I think we confuse a lot is that we think that we get energy out of doing more, like more exercise and this priming that you talk about the Tony Robbins where it's very heavy breathing and it's quick and you have to jump in cold water and it's, that's going to give you a lot of energy. But what we don't realize is that the opposite is what we want to create. We want to give ourselves a space that brings us so much calm. That is just the source of energy for the rest of the day. And it's a different approach. I mean, I think obviously we need both. We need to work out and we want to be healthy and that's fantastic. But giving ourselves the space of nurturing, listening to our emotions, awareness, creating connection is going to give us so much peace that we're going to feel revitalized and full of energy for the, for the whole day. And this was for me, like my greatest lesson. I remember in the very beginning when I had these rituals, where I wanted to work out a lot and I was so tired the rest of the day. <laughs> it was horrible. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And I remember I would go, I, I went with my friend, we would go jogging in the morning and then we had like a workout ritual and then we would go to work. And at noon I was texting her. I'm like, I can't go on this day. Like I still have a whole day ahead of me. And she was like, I'm dead. I say, we're doing something wrong. This is not the purpose of this workout. Right, right. You know, as biohackers, and we talk about this, it's we're we're giving options of you know, like what, how you respond to certain exercises, supplements, or whatever it is, right? It's not the same way that I may respond to it, and so we look at the options, we try it, and then we figure out what works for us, right? That's the enjoyment of being an individual perspective of what are all my options. I look at all the successful people. I look at people that or success, successful biohackers, mindset coach, like, and I go, well, what's working for them? Let me try that. And no, that doesn't fit for me. And then eventually you find something that's really amazing that, that you can teach other people, but again, it may not work for them, but it's an option for them to, to at least try to see, and it may work for them for some others. That is a great point that you're making right there, because I feel also many times because we hear it from some guru that we follow and we think is amazing. And, you know, if Tony Robbins says this, it should be great. Or if Dave Asprey says this, it should be great. And it doesn't work for you. And then you feel very frustrated because you think there's something wrong with you, not so much with that that you have incorporated. Because we tend to generalize these things. Like we think it's going to be for everybody this great idea. And I remember I have a friend from uh, my Tony Robbins group and he was stressing out like crazy. Like if he, you could tell he wanted to achieve and become and create. And, and it was great to listen to him because he was very excited. But at the same time, he was getting into trouble with his wife. You could see that there was like too much stress in his life. And he would say like, I feel like I'm achieving, but I can't stand my life. And then he had these very hectic routines in the morning. I say, you need to slow down in the morning. You cannot keep pushing yourself at every level in your life, because right now you're not happy at all, even though you're achieving like crazy. And that's where I say this Tony Robbins routine worked maybe at a point in your life, but right now you needed to adapt the routine to your needs. And right now you have different needs as well. And ages, of course, I mean, there's different times in life and periods. And with women, you know, there's a period of motherhood where there's a, a high level of demand from the family and feeling very tired as well and stuff. So 
listen to your body and what it's needing in each moment in your life and also create this awareness of what type of life you have and what would be ideal for you at this moment, not just because it's something that some great guru says that is wonderful, you know. I, I agree. That is important. And if, if you look at it, you should be in a flow, right? The ritual starts your day and you should be going in a flow. And you can feel it when you're not in flow. I remember having a very distinctive conversation with my coach. And when I said, you know, I, I don't feel in flow. At one point, I felt like things were flowing. I don't know how to explain it, but you feel like there's blockage where there's certain things where you turn and then it's, it's not just flowing where when you say flow, things just happen and you're happy and you're like, wow, that worked out. Right. And the next thing is just easier. And it just, it's just an easy going. It doesn't have to be like a high rated, like, Oh my God, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollars today kind of feeling. Right. But it's just a nice flowing feeling that you went through your day and, and you were responsive, you were successful in winning small wins and those type of things. Because when you, you get in a morning ritual of even writing affirmations, right, it becomes a to-do list. I remember having a conversation with somebody on Clubhouse about how after their big Tony Robbins program, they, they started doing affirmation and they loved it. And they spent like 30 minutes doing their affirmations and everything. And after a couple months, they stopped doing it and they didn't find the joy in it as much anymore. And my thought was, you know, it's because it was a to-do as opposed to you internalizing what the affirmation was meant to be for you, right? Um, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. A, a, a good affirmation could be in two minutes, you internalizing it, you feeling what those words and what your thoughts are, what you're putting in, a, what those words and thoughts are being put into the ether of the universe to, to carry on, right? To become you, that's when you realize like when you don't find enjoyment anymore, it was a to do. It wasn't, it wasn't a growth period, you know, it became a chore for you as opposed to it being part of you. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, there's, there's that balance between starting something and becoming familiar with it. So of course, in the beginning, it's going to be a little strange and you'll have to become familiar with it. But once you start doing it, and that's why I say like, feel free to change your routine until you feel that connection with your routine try different things, bring them in, you know, maybe you can do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, one type of thing. And then for the rest of the week, another and feel it, see what, what it does to you and which one works best for you and listen to yourself. I mean, I think this is really what you want to create here is a space where you can give yourself and nurture yourself with what each moment is asking from you. And the routine is there at your service. You are not a slave of your routine. This is also the different <laughs> way of looking at it. And if you think about it, let's look look at it from a longevity perspective, right? And you look at the blue zone areas and these very small places, they, they don't have things being thrown at them every day. That's very, they're very routine in the way they, they start their morning, right? Whether they're in agriculture and they're farming. And so of course, that's part of the ritual, a lot of prayer and things like that, that are also, also would be very similar to what we're bringing in here, that moment of silence and awareness and gratitude and yeah, and then it almost becomes a, a purpose every morning. You wake up and then you know what you're supposed to do, what's going to happen that day. You can visual, almost see the day because it becomes a routine, but it's not in a, in a boring sense. Right? There's enough stress. They, they have, and everybody has stress of some type, no matter how big the world is or how small your village is. There's always going to be, it's, it's all relative to you. 
So everybody experienced stress in some capacity as well. When, when even if you're in a small village that has perfect vineyard of grapes and <laughs> right now that sounds so great to me. I cannot think of stress and a vineyard in the same spot. <laughs> your caterpillars are eating your vineyards, and then you're trying to figure it out. So who knows? But um, you know, it's the stress is all relative to the person. It really is. For sure. But it's true that in this case, like when you know, I think there's a, for me, there's a breaking point where you realize that you don't need to be stressed. There can be moments of stress, but there's a way of living a life where stress doesn't dominate you. And for me, that's been a huge breakthrough because for a long period in my life, I thought living stressed was the normal thing if you wanted to you know, achieve things and, and, and become somebody or things like that. I, 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 did, I had a belief that was really embedded in me thinking that the more stressed you are, the more successful you're going to become. And this was like disaster, obviously. And now I see it totally the opposite way. I can tell 100% that there's a way of living with a much lower level of stress, some moments of stress rather than even not even the whole day of stress, you know, there's, there's this way of connecting with yourself, of letting go, of opening up to things, of building real connections. And these rituals that we're talking about are the door to that. They really are. Extremely liberating. Once you realize that you have control in a sense where you look at quote unquote, successful people based on wealth, right? And but then you look at other pieces of their life that's not so successful as well to you know whether it be family related or health related and and so you because in our world we look at the this the word is superficial you know in spiritual tech context it's the mayas right the superficial wantings desires of the world right wealth money and all that and we we associate success with just making sure that we have the yacht in the big, beautiful home and the fancy cars and whatnot. And then, and, but we forget about the other more important, the connectivity with the people around us. And so the people who don't have this connectivity, that's where this, the stress, because they're more stressed because of their relationship with their surroundings. You can have a billion dollars and be very successful because you're connected with your surrounding. You're connected with the people around you. You're, you're connected in the relationship. And so the motto is look, find that person that has all of that if you can. Um, and that was my awakening is because very similar to you, <clears throat> you look in the corporate world where everybody's trying to climb up that ladder and people are, you know, it's cutthroat in the sense where people are just like stepping on top of each other to get to the next level. It's really interesting as well, because I just listened to this, this uh, podcast with Dave Asprey and Danica Patrick, who's the race car driver, where when they climb that ladder where you're, you're doing something where it really hurts your integrity, you carry that shame with you. And they talked about that. You, even though you don't think you have, you carry that shame because you're trying to cover it up. It's it, that shame you carry with you and then it's internalized and, and it, it keeps going with you. So those are the awakenings of where you say, yeah, I desire a billion dollars, but I don't desire the type of life that billionaire has, right? Where there's a lot of shame that they're probably carrying with them that they're trying to cover up with whatever it is, right? And it looks great on Instagram. It looks great on press and whatever, but there's a lot of shame that's probably being carried as well. 
And so I don't want that life in, in the sense, but I want the, the billion dollars, but I don't want the life. <laughs> so the liberation is, the liberation is recognizing that and saying, okay, well, how do I create a billion dollars? Right. But, but recognizing that I don't want the life of, the, the connectivity, the, the lack of connectivity that they have. Right. And so being very purposeful with generating the connectivity and how do I build this connectivity, build the love around me, but getting that, getting to the point where I help so many people where that in a real way that, that I do generate the, the, the income that I want in that sense. Right. Um, and so that's very liberating when you think of it, because you shift your purpose to, I want a billion dollars to how do I connect and love people? And then the money will come in, in its own. It's meaning. an abundant mindset, right? And it's a different way of looking at it because the other one is the fearful one where we're all fighting to get there and we're scared not to get make it. And so it's all scarcity driven. Whereas it's from an abundant mindset, you get there the same way. I mean, you're going to get there only in a different way, sorry, in a much more expanded way where you're totally connected to your environment and it might be slower i think the speed is something that we need to let go of once we understand that that it's not a matter of getting there tomorrow it's a matter of getting there the right way you know it's like the i mean the right way when i say the right way i mean more the happy way the fulfilled way the way where you're completely satisfied with your life and not exhausted when you get there feeling empty and there you have a billion dollars, but you're totally unhappy and miserable. Right. Right. So yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, you can see how far morning routines can go. We ended up with this conversation at the end. So guys, we're going to have to go now, but I hope everybody is encouraged to try out their new morning rituals. We gave you some ideas here. And if you have any questions, just join us on our Facebook group, the art of becoming wonder women. And we'll give you more tips on that uh, page. We also will post some interesting links. So please uh, join us and give us your feedback. And uh, Yemvi, well, thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful, balanced day. And good luck with your next meeting. <laughs> thank you. You too. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Women, the podcast. Thank you for being a part of our community. If you haven't yet, join our private Facebook page and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another Wonder Women conversation. Our podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any question you may have regarding a medical condition. Thank you.